This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's The Bull in Cleveland with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody. It is your buddy, Adam the Bull. And there is plenty to get to when it comes to me here in Cleveland. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. Yes, indeed. We are now one week closer to the start of the regular season. Two, uh, three preseason games in the books for the Browns. And one more to go. We'll talk about that. More on Deshaun Watson that I talked about last weekend. And plenty more. Coming up on this edition of me, the Bull in Cleveland. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're listening to the Bull in Cleveland on the Bet Rivers Network. So the Browns' uh, third preseason game ends in a tie. Uh, Ties suck, but I'm okay with that in in the preseason because preseason sucks. 18-18 the final. Uh, Deshaun Watson did not play. As we all know, the Browns and the Eagles had joint practices leading up to this game, and so neither team started their starters. The starters got work. Uh, in the in the in, in the run up to this game, uh, what we did see was once again Dorian Thompson Robinson, the fifth round pick out of UCLA, continues to impress out on the field for the Browns. He is thirteen of twenty five. That's not particularly good, but one hundred sixty four yards. Did some good things. Ran the ball as well. He had eighteen uh, yards on four carries. Uh, Browns didn't run it overall particularly well. They had 110 yards, but that was on 33 rushing plays. Kellen Mond, 12-24, 126. As I always talk about, can't read too much into the preseason. But a couple of guys have stood out. Obviously, Dorian Thompson-Robinson has stood out. Cedric Tillman, who had another two catches, uh, three targets for, for 50 yards, has stood out. And... Um, How about Austin Watkins Jr.? He had 14 targets, seven catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown. In in total, there were 13 players targeted and 11 players with at least one catch in this game. Even Anthony Schwartz was targeted 10 times. Now, he had some drops, and he had four catches for 33 yards. But for him, that's a hell of a day. But the one stat, that's most noticeable from this game. We scroll all the way down to the bottom of the box score. And that is Cade York. We all remember that Cade York was drafted by the Browns in the fourth round, the 124th pick overall. I have never been a fan of drafting kickers. As you know, um, I, I've never it never made any sense to me to draft a, a kicker, but you know it is what it is. Okay, so Cade York last year, first game of the year, as we all remembers, all remembers, <laughs> all remember, hits the game winning field goal against the Carolina Panthers. 
a game that the Browns, which would become a trend, uh, the game that the Browns would would have a lead, they blew it, and then he kicks the game winner uh, to give the Browns a 26-24 to victory. The game-winning field goal was 58 yards. We all went bananas. I remember we were doing the live post game. It looked like the Browns had choked away the game after a long touchdown, an onside kick, a 34-year field goal. And then York gets the 58-yarder, and we're like, yes, they finally got it right with drafting a kicker because they've drafted two other kickers in recent years. In fact, in that first game, Cade York went four for four the field goals. And he continued to be pretty strong overall, missed a couple of extra points in a, a one big one in the loss to the Jets, missed an extra point against the Steelers. But then things started to get a little shakier. He went 0 for 2 uh, against the Chargers in a game that the Browns lost by two points. And he really struggled after that. Uh, after making his first eight field goals, he would go just 16 for 24 the rest of the season. That's, that's 67%. That's bad. He really struggled. And what started off with one of the most amazing field goals in Browns history in game one, ended up at the end of the season feeling like a kicker you couldn't trust. Now, as you know, I don't put much stock in the preseason, but one position where you, where it does matter is kicker. Because if you're kicking a field goal, if anything, it should be easier. If anything. Because there's no, there's no pressure in that the games don't matter. There may be, and, and there's really no pressure on Kate York because the Browns have, you know, they just drafted him last year in the fourth round. It's highly unlikely they're going to cut him. But at the end of this game, with a chance to win it, uh, Cade York misses a field goal. Okay? After he misses the field goal, there's a penalty. The ball's moved in. He gets another chance at what would have been the game-winning field goal. And he misses it. Again. And the Eagles ended up getting the ball back and the team scored. That was that. But he misses a 47-yarder and a 41-yarder. The first kick was was uh, wide right. The second kick was wide left. And this continues to be a problem for Cade York. Now, there's a lot of people. I, I'm really torn right now because part of me is like, this guy just drafted in the fourth round. But the Browns have expectations. The Browns are trying to get to the playoffs. The AFC is loaded, and you're playing the Bengals week one at Pittsburgh week two and Baltimore at home week four, not to mention the 49ers, one of the best teams in the NFC in week five. The Browns have four very tough games in their first five weeks. Now, fortunately, they are home for four of their first five, including the three in a row against uh, that, that finishes with the Ravens and Niners, starts with the Titans, probably the easiest team of their first five. So in a lot of ways, there's advantages for the Browns, their early season schedule, but not with the opponents. And that's the most important thing. The Browns cannot, ev these games are so close. More than 50% of games come down to the end, come down to just a few points. It's hard when you don't have a kicker you can trust. And the Browns keep consistently, and Kevin Stefanski, um, has consistently said no kicking competition. We're not, they're not even, nobody else is even here. 
They are all in with Cade York right now, but that can't last. If Cade York caught, I hate to even say it, part of me is like, well, you just got to get rid of him now. But they're not going to do that. But, man, if Cade York costs them a game this year, how longer? How much longer can they stick with him? He's going to be their kicker week one in Cincinnati. That should be a good close game, assuming Joe Burrow plays. The Browns cannot afford to have their kicker costing them games. Browns have struggled with some of these draft picks at kicker. Very, It seems like every many, not everyone, but a lot of kickers that are drafted end up really struggling. There's some noticeable good ones, but, man, there's as many good kickers that went undrafted as drafted, certainly. And some of the higher drafted kickers have not panned out. Still can't believe the Raiders took Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. And he was good. He was one of the few that was not a bust, but still. I mean, first round pick, he took a kicker. That's the most insane thing I can ever think of. Uh, but uh, the bottom line right now is that that uh, the Browns are in a tricky spot, but it looks like they're going to stick with him. I don't need to see any Instagram posts from him at halftime after he made a kick early. He said it wasn't him. Okay. Well, tell your social media team not to be tweeting, uh, sending Instagram posts about your kicks. Especially it's the preseason. We only care about the ones you miss, not the ones you make in the preseason. I don't care about your 40-yard make. So he better get his shit together and get it together in a hurry. As for Deshaun Watson, a lot of reaction to my podcast on Friday in which I talked about uh, comments made on Good Morning Football by Kyle Brandt about Deshaun Watson and how hard it was for him to cover Deshaun Watson or talk about the Browns. I already you know, talked about this a lot and how ludicrous I thought that was. But the noise is going to remain out there. And getting agitated, whether it's me or any of you fans, getting agitated about it, the only, thing, the only way to shut it up is to win. The only way, that's it. That's how you shut got people up. That's how you get people to stop talking about what happened off the field, is you play great on the field. You play poor on it, they're going to pile on. Deservedly so. Deshaun Watson's got a lot of work to do on the field. And to that point, I, I'm not a, I've never been a big let's play guys in the preseason type of guy. But if I'm the Browns, I, I got to play Deshaun Watson some in the preseason. I, they're football players. These, these guys are not dolls. You can't live in your fears. And Kevin Stefanski, if he doesn't play Deshaun Watson in this final preseason game in Kansas City, uh, he's living in his fears. And the guy's played one series in three preseason games. He missed a year and two-thirds. He was awful last season. I'm not saying a couple of passes in the preseason is going to be the difference between him playing well and not for the whole season, but it could play a role in the beginning of the year. You can't be worried about him getting hurt. If he was dealing with an injury, okay. If the, you know, last week when they played the commanders, the weather conditions weren't great, all right, I get it. But assuming the weather's okay in Kansas City, when they play the Chiefs Saturday afternoon, you got to have Deshaun Watson out there. And frankly, I, I you know, I want to see him play a half. I want to see it. And it's not so I feel better. It seems clear that he needs the work. He looked incredibly rusty 
And by all accounts, I don't know about all accounts, but Zach Jackson, one of the most respected Browns beat reporters, has said, listen, when he's been in the pocket, it hasn't looked good. I'm not panicking about it, but I'd like to see him get more game action. The preseason's not the regular season, but practice is not anything. It's just practice. We talked about part of the puzzle, and the parts of the puzzle I'm not seeing on Deshaun Watson, maybe those parts are great. But we do need to see, and I forget we, what we need to see. Deshaun Watson, it's clear he wants to play in this game. It's clear he needs the reps in game situations. It's not the same. Practice is not it. You're not worried about getting hit. That's off the table. It makes things easier. And if Deshaun Watson can go out there and get some reps against the defending Super Bowl champs, to me, that would be huge. Huge. Three weeks from today, the Cleveland Browns will play their first preseason game. Or preseason. Three weeks from today, the Cleveland Browns will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that's going to be on CBS at 1 o'clock. And I'm going to – let's look at the um, – let's look at the – what are the – what's the latest uh, – trying to find the uh, – I'll get to it in a second. The latest on the Browns. Here we go. All right. Browns to make the playoffs, the updated odds. Yes, plus 115, no, minus uh, 139. So they're slightly more likely not, you know, to not make it than make it. In terms of win total, according to the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Ohio, the Browns are plus 570, no, plus 550 to win 10 games. So that's interesting. So plus 550, that's the lowest odds for the Browns, is plus 550 to win 10 games. So according to Bet Rivers, that's their most likely result, and yet they're not likely to make the playoffs with 10 wins. That's interesting. By the way, the Browns are plus 30,000 to go 17-0 and and plus 50,000 to go 0-17. Interesting. There. So, anyway, just a couple of numbers. The In terms of um, the regular season and the opening day game, the Browns uh, remain, uh, remain a slight – or the Bengals remain a slight favorite. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen um, with uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, but all expectations are is that he will play. Uh, he will play in week one. He's got three three weeks to get ready. But if he doesn't, obviously that's going to change things significantly. Uh, Bengals are a one and a half point favorite, minus one twenty five to win outright. Browns plus one hundred four. The over under is forty seven and a half. The Thursday night opener, by the way, Chiefs Lions. Chiefs are now six and a half point favorite. Minus 295 to win outright. Right around the corner, baby. Can't wait. All right, uh, folks, I'm going to leave you here. A lot more to get to. A lot more, lot more of the show on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the, the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on YouTube for most of my podcasting action here on Bet Rivers. Uh, 
make sure you also check out my podcast from Pat this past Friday with some more details on the Kyle Brand situation with Deshaun Watson. We'll do some fantasy stuff later this week. Uh, plenty to get to with the NFL season right around the corner. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. Thanks to all of you for listening. You've been listening to The Bull in Cleveland. It's me, Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Bull in Cleveland on the Bet Rivers Network.